Hello and welcome to the Trauma Chats podcast with me, Mackenzie May. As a survivor of childhood sexual trauma, I always longed for someone to relate to, to feel less alone and instill hope in me. Now, that's the presence I strive to be. If you're a survivor or an ally of survivors seeking to be empowered, inspired, and educated on sexual trauma and its impacts, then keep listening because this podcast is for you. fellow survivors and allies. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode of Trauma Chats with Mackenzie May. In today's episode, I'll be chatting about embracing change and tips on how to do so peacefully by minimizing stress and anxiety around change. I came to this idea because of things going on in my life right now, so I thought I'd start off by giving a little life update and insight into my plans for this podcast as of right now. I created this podcast about three and a half months ago and have been consistently posting every single week until last week. This podcast is about sexual trauma, its impacts, my experience being a survivor, healing from this trauma, and more, and I'm so incredibly passionate about it. It's enabled me to empower other survivors on their healing journeys and educate allies on sexual trauma, the struggles of being a survivor, and how best to support us. It's also allowed me to learn, grow, and accelerate my healing journey as a survivor myself. However, because of the nature of this topic and being a survivor on my own healing journey, I have found it to be incredibly challenging at times to research a new aspect of this topic and create a comprehensive episode each week. I preach about balance, making sure that survivors are working on their healing journey, but also balancing that with enjoying life's experiences. I found that it's been hard to have that balance with the weekly posting schedule I've been staying to. Although it's incredibly healing to learn about all these topics and create these episodes, some weeks I've become triggered and overwhelmed but put pressure on myself to get a new episode out and push through the pain. In the last month or so, it's felt like I've been rushing my healing, not allowing myself to truly sit with what I've learned and internalize it. Without being able to truly dissect what I've learned, lean into it, but also take breaks from it when it may become overwhelming, I haven't been able to sustain my learnings and I become easily overwhelmed. I think another aspect to this is that when I started this podcast, it was all that I was working on. I don't think I shared this on here, but last November, I quit my full-time job, took a few months to recuperate, and dove right into cultivating this podcast. All of my time and energy was going into this, and posting weekly didn't feel overwhelming at the time because I had so much time to dig deep into topics, step away several times, and come back to it when I felt ready again. However, in April, I started a new job. I began working at a local coffee shop part-time to reintroduce a social aspect to my life, make a little money, and hone in on my communication skills, as well as learn a new interesting hobby of being a barista. It's been incredibly rewarding and so much fun, but definitely more energy intensive than I imagined. So that, on top of having a friend visit and going on a few trips out of town, was a lot to manage while learning something new on this pretty heavy topic, healing, being reintroduced to my traumatic experiences, and creating a new episode on those learnings each week. Additionally, once I got back from my last trip at the end of April, I came back to the news that my partner and I would probably be moving across the country shortly. I say all of this to show that sometimes life gets crazy. Changes come that you don't expect. Some things may seem easier than they turn out to be, and it's a constant challenge to find the balance in life, especially when unexpected changes arise. With all of that being said, I will be dialing it back a little bit on my podcast, and instead of hosting every week, I'll be posting every other week for now. 
I'm not gonna lie, this has been a hard conclusion for me to come to. I've shared about being a perfectionist in the past and constantly feeling like I need to live up to every expectation possible. For the last month or so, I've beaten myself up most weeks when I've gotten too triggered to continue researching or creating an episode and had to take breaks. What I've come to realize, though, is I am the only one who put this expectation on myself. I keep beating myself up when I fall behind because I don't want to let you all down. Obviously, I want to put out new episodes for you all because you are the biggest reason I'm doing this, but at the same time, I have to look out for my own well-being. When I think about this more clearly, I can guarantee that no one listening to these episodes is going to be angry or feel like I've let them down if I miss an episode or I change the schedule to every other week instead of weekly. Every single one of you who I've interacted with have been so incredibly kind and understanding, and I'm so grateful for each and every person who listens to and supports this podcast. So in conclusion, I will be posting every other week for now, and I'm hopeful that this will give me enough time to dive deeper into topics, create even better episodes, and give me the time and space to balance my healing with what's going on in my life currently. I wanted to give you all this update, but I also want to use this as an opportunity to highlight the importance of balance, of being adaptable, and adjusting when life does its thing. I didn't expect working at a coffee shop would be as energy-intensive as it's been for me. I didn't expect the travel trips I recently went on, and I certainly didn't expect to be moving across the country again so soon. Although I didn't expect any of these things, I'm so incredibly grateful for them. Starting this job at the coffee shop has brought me a feeling of community. I've made friends, exercised my social side, practiced combating my social anxiety, and felt more comfortable financially. The first trip I went on was last minute to Las Vegas with my sister, which was incredibly wholesome and such a memorable, intimate experience with her. The other trip was a trip back home for my birthday, which was also very last minute, but such a lovely, lovely trip to connect deeper with my family and close friends. Each time I visit back home, I'm able to create new memories to give myself a new perspective of that place, since it has so many past memories and triggers tied to it. I grew up in a small town in Missouri, and I used to absolutely hate, hate, hate hate it. I've touched on this before, but my abuse happened all around where I grew up. My abuser spent so much time in my childhood home. I went to places with him all over the surrounding areas, so there are so many locational triggers. I also have so many sad memories in my childhood home from when I was deeply struggling in silence. As I visit back more and more, though, I've been discovering a new appreciation for my home. I've been able to practice being present there, grounding myself with nature, my family, and my family's pets. I've been able to make new memories with my family and loved ones, and be reminded of the good memories from the past that I had forgotten or was too dissociated to create a memory of. Each time I visit now, I focus on recreating what my home means to me, and I'm not allowing my trauma to taint it as much anymore. And interestingly enough, I'll be moving from California back to my parents' home for a little bit coming this July as a transition to mine and my partner next journey, which I'll talk about more in a later episode when the time comes closer. I never, ever thought I'd be moving back to Missouri, let alone back in with my parents, ever, but I'm incredibly excited for it. 
It's actually perfect timing. My parents are selling our home within the next year to go traveling until they find their next home. I see this transitional move as an opportunity to live with them in my childhood home for the last time ever, get closure on my feelings about my childhood home, and be able to truly show my parents who I've become since moving out at age 18, as well as to get to know who they've become since then. I feel incredibly grateful for this last opportunity to spend a ton of quality time with them, my other family members, and my close friends who live in Missouri. So although my new job, spontaneous trips, and an unexpected cross-country move have all been from subtle disruptions to my norm to massive transitions, they are all parts of my life that I'm incredibly grateful and excited for. I want these types of events to happen in my life, but they obviously do disrupt the norm and require getting adapted to. I think one of the key aspects to leading a fulfilling, peaceful life is learning how to quickly and peacefully adapt to what life throws at you. We can all plan and plan and plan as much as we want. We can make a blueprint of how we want our life to go, but it's unrealistic to believe that all of that will happen in the exact order at the exact time we want. Life can be incredibly unpredictable, so being adaptable and learning to embrace change is key in remaining at peace. So in this episode, I want to share some tips I'm currently using to help improve my adaptability and feel a sense of stability when facing these big changes. My first piece of advice that anyone can benefit from, whether going through changes or not, is internalizing that change is part of life. It's an inevitable experience that every human endures. Because of this phenomenon, truly everything in life is temporary. Think about it. As we grow older, we experience biological changes, brain chemistry changes, bodily transformations, all which are involuntary changes we experience. When we're growing up, we go through huge changes of being too young for school, then going to elementary, then to bigger and bigger schools, maybe even to college. We may choose to make drastic changes like moving to another city, creating a family, or making lifestyle changes potentially in our diets, exercise routines, work routines, etc. Some changes are unexpected or not wanted, like being laid off, losing a close one to a disease, or experiencing some type of trauma. Regardless of who you are, though, you will experience change in one way or another throughout your entire life. The quicker we can internalize this fate, the quicker we can become more comfortable with it. By resisting change, we actually cause more stress and frustration than necessary. Instead, if we internalize that change is inevitable and we start to embrace a mindset of perceiving change as a new opportunity for learning and growth, we can bypass the extra stress and frustration that resistance causes. Obviously, with most changes, though, there is going to be a bit of stress and frustration built into that. But if we can minimize it, why wouldn't we? One way I've been helping myself embrace change is by consistently telling myself each day that today is a new day with new opportunities to evolve and step into the best version of myself. Going along with this, I've also been telling myself that I'm capable of handling any change that comes my way. I know this because every single time I've experienced change, I get through it. You all probably know the saying already that the only way out is through. If you're still here today, so every one of you listening, that means you've done what you've had to do to survive. So why wouldn't you be able to get through the next thing? Now that we know that change is inevitable, 
It can be perceived as an opportunity for new growth and learning, and we are all capable of handling change. The next tip I want to share is how to get through change as comfortably as possible. To do this, I recommend trying to maintain a simple, adaptable daily routine in the face of change. Sticking to a routine can help you feel a sense of normalcy, predictability, and stability amidst all the changes occurring in other aspects of your day-to-day. You'll want this routine to be simple and easily adaptable depending on the change, so I recommend at minimum sticking to a morning and night routine. Most of us already have a morning and night routine that we do out of habit now, but sometimes when faced with change, it throws us all out of whack. By staying with our morning and night routines, though, we will feel more in control of our day-to-day than we would without them. I find that hygiene can feel like a nuisance or not important when my mind is going in a million different directions. In the past, I've certainly let go of some hygiene habits during big changes because I felt like all of my energy was sucked out of me from managing the change that I didn't have enough to do the simple hygienic practices. In the present moment, I have pleasantly been successful in keeping up with my hygiene routine, which has made me feel more put together than I may feel in my mind. It might have to do with the fact that I'm struggling with acne, so I've stuck to a pretty strict skin regimen for a while now that is now a built-in habit, and I use that to habit stack with flossing, brushing my teeth, and using mouthwash. If you haven't heard of habit stacking, it's a great tool to use when you're trying to create a new habit. I learned about it in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Habit stacking is discovering a habit that is second nature to you, something you do every day without even thinking about it, and adding the habit you're trying to create onto it. It takes out the time, location, and other details that may be hard to remember, and it just simply adds another action onto one you already do frequently. For example, if you want to add a skincare routine in your life, you can habit stack it onto a habit you do without even thinking about it, maybe brushing your teeth. So now, brushing your teeth is your cue to do your skincare afterwards. By the way, I highly recommend reading Atomic Habits. It's an easy but incredibly insightful read that I think anyone would benefit from. Went on a little tangent there, but back to sticking to routine. Know that everyone's routine will look different, but I'd say the basics that I'm trying to stick to are skincare, hygiene, including dental and other bodily hygiene, and a consistent sleep schedule, which feeds into my next tip of prioritizing your well-being. It's so, so, so important to take care of your physical and mental well-being, get enough sleep, and stay on top of hygiene when going through changes. Doing so will best equip you to face change and better adapt to it. Your consistent morning and night routines are a great opportunity to stay on top of personal hygiene and self-care. I know from personal experience just how hard this can be, though. Getting enough sleep, engaging in skincare, showering, brushing your teeth, using deodorant are all going to set you up for success when faced with change. When you feel good, you feel more capable to handling change, stress, frustration, and even excitement. Other forms of self-care include prioritizing your mental health, fueling your body by eating properly, and engaging in physical activity. Three important aspects to prioritizing your mental health during times of change are embodying self-compassion, practicing being present, and continually grounding yourself in each moment, as well as staying connected with your trusted support system. 
Change can be scary, overwhelming, and filled with uncertainty. To peacefully navigate change, you must show yourself compassion and patience throughout the process of learning to adapt to new circumstances. Remind yourself that you're doing the best you can and be gentle with yourself. When you're struggling or even if you're super excited, connect with your support system and let them know how you're feeling. Vent to them, ask them for guidance, or share your excitement. When you're going through change, you may feel all alone in what you're going through but you're not. Try not to isolate yourself and stay connected with the people who love and support you. I think one of the most important and impactful tips I could share for navigating change and being adaptable is practicing mindfulness or being present in the moment. We all have probably experienced overthinking the unknown and quickly becoming overwhelmed by the what-ifs. By practicing mindfulness, you can minimize those what-ifs because you're focusing on the present moment, not the past or the future. I've really been trying to stay present in this transitional period of my life because I have so, so much to be grateful for and I don't want to take any of it for granted or not appreciate it fully before it's gone because I'm so stuck in my own mind. Especially now, since I'm moving, I know that my moments here are temporary. I know my time at the coffee shop, my time with close friends here, my time in the beautiful state of California will all come to an end shortly. Knowing this encourages me to be more present than ever because I want to soak it all up before it's gone. So I've been trying to go into every day optimistically and open-minded, just enjoying each moment as much as possible. Instead of focusing on and becoming overwhelmed with how much I'm going to miss it or freaking out about the future, I'm trying to take advantage of these fleeting moments. I obviously do know that many changes, especially moving across the country, has planning to do though, so I can't just sit back and only experience the present moment, but I'll go over that soon in another tip. One way I'm practicing mindfulness and physical activity is by doing morning yoga as many mornings as I can. This is something I fell off a bit once I started working at the coffee shop and traveling so much. This week, though, I have reintroduced it and I'm already noticing the benefits. For me, morning yoga is a perfect way to start the morning. It gets the blood flowing in my body, gets me properly breathing, it feels good to stretch my body, and it allows me to slowly, mindfully wake up my mind to prep it for each day. Yoga is such a mindful, present practice that combines moving your body, breathing, and meditation so coherently. But if you don't drive with yoga, no worries. Just find some type of activity to do frequently throughout the week that gets your body up and moving and allows you to feel present in your own skin. Along with yoga, I love weightlifting and going on long walks. Maybe you like to dance, cycle, run, or play a sport. I'd just say to try to keep some type of movement when you're going through a transitional phase or a big change. Believe me, I know it can feel impossible because you may feel like you don't have the energy or time or it's just not that important right now because that's the mindset I've fallen into in the past month and a half and several times in the past. I stopped weightlifting and yoga until this week because I felt exhausted from all the changes, all the new information, new energy being used, and disruptions from my normal day-to-day. All the mental energy that's required for change is absolutely exhausting at times, but Moving your body boosts your endorphins and improves your overall well-being, including your mental well-being. 
There's so many times when I dreaded going to the gym or moving my body in the slightest. Sometimes I sit with that feeling and allow myself to rest, but other times I push myself to go and not once have I finished doing some type of physical activity and felt worse than before or regretted that I got up and moved. Not once. Every single time I feel at least a little better than I did before. The last aspect of prioritizing your own well-being is to eat as nutrient-dense and balanced diet as possible through periods of change. Personally, I love nutrient-dense meals and for a while I was eating so clean and feeling so good until I started working at the coffee shop. See, this isn't any ordinary coffee shop. We have pastries, chocolates, cakes, bagels, sandwiches galore. So many decadent treats that I get so many of for free. How can I pass that up? Well, this has come to be an easy, free option of food that I've fallen into basically surviving off of for the past month. Before I worked here, I'd come in at most once a week to have a treat because your girl loves her sweets, pastries, and delicious savory options. I'd never say to cut those types of food out completely if you enjoy them, but I will say that having your whole diet consist of mainly these items is probably not the best option for your overall well-being. It's hard to cook, though, when you feel overwhelmed by all the changes happening. Even if you aren't physically busy, your mind being busy can be just as overwhelming and exhausting. So, my My advice is to try to eat at least one nutrient-dense meal per day. By nutrient-dense, I mean whole, non-processed foods like veggies, fruits, proteins, grains, etc. Even if you're eating out, you can still try to choose an option with some vegetables in it or whatever option you feel would nutritionally benefit your body. For example, my partner and I went out on a date the other night, and we got pizza with veggies on it as well as a side of Brussels sprouts. Although I haven't cooked vegetables in a few days, at least I chose some options with nutrients that my body needs when I went out. I've also been trying to have easy, more nutritious options for breakfast lately, like oatmeal or banana peanut butter toast. If you're going through a change or just feeling overwhelmed, try to figure out the easiest, least effort option that has some type of nutritional value to it. By eating nutrient-dense foods, your mind and body will be properly fueled and much better equipped to handle change or other overwhelming feelings. Alright, now on to that tip I mentioned earlier about planning for change. This is the last tip I'll share on navigating big changes, and that is to gather relevant information and plan as best you can accordingly. Once you're made aware of or voluntarily deciding on a change, gather information to help you create a roadmap for goals to achieve and to-dos to complete to guide your actions and provide a sense of direction. This can help you to feel more in control of your day-to-day and alleviate some anxiety of the unknown. However, be mindful that things may not go as planned. Change requires flexibility and an open mind to tackle unexpected obstacles that may pop up along the way. When I was made aware of and ultimately decided to move, I was initially overcome with feelings of uncertainty, fear of the unknown, and felt lost in the overwhelming steps it would take to make this change. So what did I do to feel a sense of control of the situation? I went to my trusty old friend, Excel. Well, actually Google Sheets because I wanted to share it with my partner who would be planning the move as well. Anywho, I started by jotting down all the to-dos that were whirling around in my mind and becoming more and more overwhelming by the second. Once I wrote out everything I could think of that I'd need to do, I put some dates on them to help myself prioritize and manage my time leading up to this big change. Then I realized some of these to-dos needed more of a breakdown. 
For example, what items I was going to sell, keep, donate, and throw away. So I created an extra sheet to map that out. I made this Google sheet a couple weeks ago, and since then I've come back to it multiple times to alter and change different to-dos that have changed throughout this process. By mapping out all of these to-dos and goals, I was able to conceptualize what really needs to be completed, how much time I have to complete them, and got it all out of the whirlpool of thoughts spinning in my head compounding on one another. And since it's an editable document, I'm able to adjust it accordingly so it feels super adaptable to our situation. I knew going into this plan that it would be changed multiple times, so I created it as a guide, not a strict instruction manual, if that makes sense. I did a similar thing when I decided to quit my full-time job last fall, when I decided to start this podcast, and when I decided to apply to the coffee shop job. For me, I find loosely planning big changes out helps to alleviate some of the anxiety I have by putting my thoughts and to-dos physically into words instead of just floating around in my mind. So that is all I have for this episode. If you're going to take anything from this episode, I want you to remember that change is inevitable. Why not attempt to embrace it rather than use all of your energy resisting it? When facing change, well, actually in any point of life, do your best to practice mindfulness and gratitude because every moment is fleeting. Look out for your own well-being, especially in times of change when it may fall to the wayside. By prioritizing your well-being, you will be able to show up best for whatever change is coming your way. And lastly, show yourself compassion and patience always and through times of change because you are only human and you're doing the best you can. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Trauma Chats. Like I said, for the time being, I am going to dial it back and post every other Tuesday instead of every Tuesday. I'll still be posting on Instagram, so make sure you follow me on there at Trauma Chats Podcast so you don't miss any good information or updates for this podcast. I truly appreciate your support of this podcast and support of me choosing to prioritize my well-being and giving myself the space and time I need throughout these big changes. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review of this podcast because it really helps it out. And with that being said, I hope you have such a lovely rest of your day and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. I'm incredibly grateful you listened to today's episode of Trauma Chats. I hope something you heard made you feel more empowered, inspired, or more educated on sexual trauma. If you're in need of help or support or seeking to learn more, click the link in the episode description to find resources. If you found value in this episode, be sure to leave a review letting me know or reach out to me on Instagram at Trauma Chats Podcast. I look forward to chatting again soon and I hope you're having a lovely day. Love, Mackenzie May. Mackenzie May